play. Round 45! Round 45! You are listening to Any Given Sunday, Australia. Yes, hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in at least three households, one studio, and I reckon one tiny little bedroom or or apartment over in Japan now. (laughs) <laughs> because uh, we are we are down to back to the original two, I guess. Uh, the the man himself, the ever reliable, the absolute ever reliable, has has reclaimed his throne as the the number two in the any given Sunday lab. TC two four at Tim Cardi AGSAU. How are you, mate? Good, brother. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, I'll be working hard to get back the ever reliable tag. I reckon I'm. I reckon I've done enough work. It's probably you are I'm back as in. soon as you go on holiday, you, you've dropped. You dropped so. revival status, but yeah, Danny Boy is obviously enjoying his Daniel leave over in Japan. Yes, um, having a great time. So uh, we miss him, but he's going to be coming back refreshed and better than ever. So we can't wait to see him in a in a week or two. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a few. So we we apologise off the bat for a a late episode. We've had uh, a few big days on the tools. Not these are not excuses. These are just reasons. <laughs> a few big days on the tools for both of us. Uh, I just found out that you've had internet issues and and you're battling that down there. And uh, yeah, really, just probably those two reasons. Those, two, those are the main two. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Obviously, apologies if there's any uh, quality issues this week. We're we're running on a little different different setup. We're still in the lab though, so that's okay. You are. That's the main. You are. Thing. It's good. If uh, we, we, if you can adapt it and overcome. Setup at the moment, you'd probably have a bit of a laugh, but that's okay. No, you can hear, we can hear you and you are, you're there. You. That's all that matters. And I can see you, so we're here and we're happy, smiling. Yeah. yeah. And we've how, are, how are you feeling? We've had an extremely busy week. Uh, a couple of big announcements that we're, we're, we might as well do them now. So at the end of our little chat with uh, the, the second half of today's episode, we're putting up uh, our chat with a young QB on the rise, an Aussie on the rise, uh, Tom Huber out of the IMG Academy in Florida. Uh, we both sat down to chat with him during the week, and and he was an incredible chat, mate. Had a great chat with him, and he's he's not only just a young QB on the rise; he's a trailblazer for for young Aussies looking to follow that NFL path. So, really good chat with him. Uh, definitely one to hang around and listen to after we talk our smack for this first little our, bit. A little bit of little bit of dribble. We're we're also lucky enough to sit down with a former Buffalo Bill. And Arizona Cardinal for Cards, the, the yeah. single season. Uh, John Fina, how did you find him, mate? He was uh, yeah. one of our better interviews. It was good fun. I didn't know what to expect going in. We obviously like we have a little bit of a chat off air before we get into um, into our interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, you can tell he had a bit of personality, but as soon as we hit record, it was just like bang, <laughs> it was on. So he, he exploded. Was, he was and good was fun. Straight into us. He loved the banter. He which loved is the great. banter, and he, he gave it and he took it. So he was good fun, but. That's going to be probably a standalone episode, I'd think, with that one. Uh, we were yeah. at the him for close to a good hour, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe even over. Even with his little, he had internet issues. He did. Which he was, had a few uh, technical, good technical little laugh things, as but, well. Uh, yeah, no, he was he was really good fun and had some great insights and um, yeah, good insights into the bills. Obviously, he's, he's a big part of the bills mafia and, and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely one another one to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, over 150 games of experience in the NFL. We're not going to be able to chat to people like that too often. We don't, we so. don't get that too often. So when we do, we make the most of it. We make the most of it. And uh, he said he's happy to come back on, which is huge. Oh, my mug. I have my he, mug. It's outside with water in it. How good is that? Oh, no. Yeah, no, he he, uh, he gave us a good rap and, you know, said he said he had a good time because he's uh, got a bit of previous experience traveling in Australia, which you'll hear about in the chat. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. Definitely, uh, definitely one that we'll keep in the chamber and hopefully uh, revisit and get back on again. It'll be on soon, I reckon, within the next week. Yeah, uh, definitely, we'll, definitely. We'll have that one out and about. So uh, next week, also probably don't go too early, but we're we're thinking a Thursday, uh, Thursday episode where we're going to go for a, th- uh, a more thorough recap of the the combine, uh, which will be wrapping up tomorrow our time. Um, or Monday, if you if you listen to it on Monday, it'll be wrapping up then. Uh, but we are going to go through a little bit of what has happened and just some notable 
uh, I guess, stand, times stand and, out, and how it works and stuff. Some standouts so far. We'll yeah, go through a big, yeah. we'll big proper breakdown on Thursday, but just some yeah. notables that people are sort of talking about, getting a bit of buzz about um, that have gone yeah. through so far. Yeah, but the first thing I wanted to do was kind of explain how it has worked because people like yourself uh, who, are, who are getting into it don't actually realise how the... This could be a little mini Nuffy segment. Yes, a little Nuffy. So if you do have any questions off the top of your, yeah, your head that I can answer, feel free I'll hit you with as I'm talking gibberish. Just, you know, raise a hand, scratch your chin, all those things. Um, <laughs> I give away the secrets. So, uh, there's no secrets. <laughs> uh, so it's, that, it's four days. Uh, and I, to, I'll, I'll, I'll come clean. I only just realised that they break it up into positionals each day. So uh, we'll go through what they were on Thursday because I don't have it in front of me. But um, I know that Saturday, so today, their time, we're recording Sunday. It's the QBs. They're throwing. They're running their forties. They're doing their benches. Uh, yesterday was the big. I reckon it was the linesman yesterday. First day off the top of my head, like the cornerbacks, uh, maybe even wide receivers, they might have been in there. And then tomorrow's the big the big running backs. Uh, that's the big day where the running backs are getting out there, run their 40s. So it is broken up into four days, the four different uh, positional groups. Um, I wonder when the punters, I'm presuming the punters have their, well, they definitely do. We've got a few Aussies over there in the punting, punting world. Uh, I don't know when, oh, maybe I'll come back to you on Thursday when they actually get a gig. That, well, that would probably be a follow-up question. Would they be doing the same, um, I guess, combine uh, exercises and drills as everyone or would theirs be tailored a bit differently because... It's a good point. It's people. a very good point. Like They're, they're not obviously going to have to go and run a 440. No, that's what I mean. They're, they're, <laughs> their 40 yards isn't going to be as important as, like you said, your running backs and things like that. So would they yeah. even do it? Maybe. Uh, I know that they are there, so yeah, well, they, definitely, they, they might they, definitely they might stick it to more, and, yeah. But I know the, there's usually a pro day for each, you know, especially yeah. the big yeah, that's right. universities yeah. uh, in a week or so. So they might keep theirs for that uh, because realistically you're just going to see them punt and see what they can produce, you know, going forward. So that might be more for their pro day than anything. Well, that was perfect. You told me to hit you with some questions without notice in the first one. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll table that. I don't know. We'll table yeah. it and we'll revisit on yeah. Thursday. Hey, we are more than happy to say we don't know. We will search for the answers. We are not experts. <laughs> no, that's right. We'll work, we'll work through together to get to get to where we need to be. Exactly. Uh, so some of the – do you have any more questions? Otherwise, we'll go straight into some of the bigger names and bigger numbers that have come out in the last few days. Proceed, mate. Keep going. Uh, so, like I said, oh, the QBs actually, sorry, have wrapped up. Too. Yes, nice go. Is it always yeah. in India? It has been. I wonder. I don't know if they've paid for the rights. I feel uh, like they. But I reckon it's something especially that would bid on. It feels like. Yeah the 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 past few years have definitely been in India. They tried to change it last year, um, to make it a more prime time kind of. Time when they're when they're running, you know, make it six thirty, seven o'clock, make it like eight o'clock, make it a TV spectacle. Yeah, that's it. Um, but I don't think it worked because the it's a big thing for the agents to go there and mingle and start to, you know, as much as they did on the field, uh, they, they have to try and you know sell them to uh, the, the teams. And I think I don't think it worked because they were they were wrapping up at you know nine ten o'clock at night. And by that time, everyone's going, you know what, it's probably done. We're going to go home. Where this year it's at 3, 4 o'clock. Yeah, 3, 4 o'clock. You're done by 5.36. And then everyone heads out for dinners and drinks and stuff like that. And that's where the agents go to work and start going, you know what, our boy CJ Stroud, he is a superstar and you want to take him at number one. That's So they've changed it up this year or gone back. They've gone back to the way it was, which is good. And I think the, the state... At, well, the town, the city of Indianapolis uh, have said, you know what, this also brings in a shitload of cash for us. We want it back to normal times. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yes, I do believe it is in, in Indianapolis for the next few years at least. Nice. There you go. Nice little slow half volley. Very. Oh, yeah, just to... 
yeah. yeah, I didn't. I ended up trying to play a cover drive and I edged it through slips, but it got to the boundary. That's all that matters. Four runs is four runs, mate. <laughs> That's it. Uh, some notable times and stats for the, the QBs that are there. So we, we have a big thing about the QBs, which I'll talk about in a second, but the, the times and the stats. So Anthony Richardson from the Florida... Is it the Seminoles? No, it's the Gators. He's a Gator. Gator. Uh, he had a big start to the year, if you remember, and a couple of comeback wins. Um, and he, he was the next, not big thing, but he was definitely getting his name thrown up there uh, until he had an injury. And it kind of curtailed it the, the part, last part of his season and Florida didn't go that well, which is a shame. But it, it was said that he's going to come out and blow this combine apart. And he looks like he has. So... He has the quickest combine, uh, sorry, quickest forty-yard dash so far of the QBs at a four-four-four, which is extremely quick. It's fast. Uh, it's- yeah, but then he's backed it up with a broad jump of ten foot nine inches, also leading, and vertical jumps of forty and a half inches, also leading. So he's come out and put up some huge numbers early, which is going to be good for his stocks. I actually, I saw his video of his vertical jump. It's just impressive. It's like he floats. Like he gets so high, so tall. Yeah. 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 40 and a half inches. What's that in? How's your mass? What's that in centimeters? No, nah, I've got no idea. Is it, is it three centimeters roughly to an inch? I uh, don't know. I'm going to say 2.7. I'm just trying to think of the top of Because I reckon it's about 27 and a half inches for 10 uh, centimeters for 10 inches. You just, so what's that? A meter, a meter 20, we're going to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, we're going rough, but. Just for us Aussies, of roughly a metre 20, he's jumped. That's impressive. Just straight, and it's no, it's just straight up, bang. That's uh, that's a huge jump. Mm. Yeah. Some other big names, Will Levis, he had a 34-inch jump. Um, who else we got? He had another, he had 10-foot, 4-inch broad jump. This is probably meaning not much to a lot of people, um, but these are the, they, these are the stats that... All the scouts that everyone is there is looking at and going, you know what? He's got power through his legs, especially the hips. You know, when the big um, edge rush comes and and they get you around the waist, is he able to hold the core and and get around? So that's where all these numbers are coming into. Uh, The 40-yard dash, I don't wonder how much... Have you ever seen the uh, Tom Brady 40-yard dash? I have. It's very impressive. (laughs) It, it, It is extremely impressive. So I wonder how much stock... They actually put on for the QB. I I can understand. So there was a cornerback, Nolan. I'm not sure where he was from, but he ran. He he was six foot two, and weighed two forty pounds, which would be what roughly 115 kilos off the top of my head. And he ran a four four or four three. So imagine being 100, say 110 kilos, and running in 40 yards, which we worked out the other day was what 37 meters. Yeah. And do it in under four four. It's, like it, he's got it, he's got 30, 40 kilos on me, and he's running. I'll, I'll be lucky to run four meters in four seconds. Yeah, I'd be. So, my time. I think I'm just maybe just under six two, and I'm maybe 86, 87 kilos. So he's got yeah, at least twenty and, eggs on me, and I don't I don't think I'd be able to produce that sort of time. So no, nah. it's very. So he's gone, and they were projecting his projections were late first, early second. There's every chance that's pushed him. You know, down to mid, mid first, like, and that's that's huge. That that's, can be, that's the biggest thing, especially. To, yeah, that's the biggest thing to take away. Just on the surface, looking at these numbers, the guys that come in and surprise and blow away with these forty-yard times and all that sort of stuff. That's they're the guys that push up their draft stock mm. considerably yeah. in these days. Yeah, yeah, and so like you think, oh, what does it matter going? early second to, to mid first, uh, I think it's actually millions of dollars. Million. I'm not a hundred hundred percent sure. I might we might try and get that for Thursday, million. but millions of dollars like and and I'm all of these guys, not all of them, there are some busts in there. Most of them are gonna make a packet. But to start your career off with, you know, a, a first year might be, you know, five or ten million dollar contract or a first rounder, five or ten million dollar contract compared to you know, two or three men, it's, it makes a difference. Oh, for sure. And why not? Oh, 
why would you not? Yeah, put your best foot forward. <laughs> Try mm. make the most bank you can. There's no guarantees in football. Like you're not guaranteed to have a 10, 11, 12 year career. No. Go your hardest now. Make it what yeah. you can. So uh, as we come closer to the draft, I'm sure we're going to do our ver- our version of a, a mock draft. But uh, Bryce Young, the Alabama QB, is he's a red hot favorite with CJ Stroud. Um, to go for that number one, number two, number three position. But he's always been knocked for his size. Uh, he's they've, they've put out his measurables. I think he – so he weighs in 204 pounds, so under 100 kilos. Just shy. Five foot ten, and I love how deep they're going. Five foot ten and one-eighth of an inch. <laughs> so he can say he's so, over five ten. He's over five ten, which is – I think if it was six foot and one eighth of an inch, it would make a bit more. But yep, that one eighth of an inch makes a difference. And his hand size was, I think it was. So remember, I was saying the nine nine inches is the big deal. Yeah. Uh, so his was nine inches and, and that's, three fourths that's of an inch. Thumb to pinky spread, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the, it's all about gripping the ball, especially when it's wet. Yeah. You know, snowing depending where you're playing and and. Well, we saw it in the in the Super Bowl, didn't we? Where Jalen Hurts dropped the pill. Um, was that you know a little bit of a slippery deck, maybe, and just yeah. I think Although yeah. I'm sure he's got massive hands. Yeah, but they, they they say just naturally guys with the bigger hands obviously fare better and uh, yeah, less questions asked. But I think Joey Burrow's got his hands are on the smaller size, aren't they? Yeah, so he had a very famous, uh, which we're going to talk about him in a second. He had a very famous interview. Uh, where, during his combine time, um, and he was like, "Oh, you know, don't don't pick me. I've got small hands. You know, I'm never going to make it." <laughs> and then has come out after making uh, a Super Bowl and and deep into the playoffs, going, "You know what? I think I fared pretty well with my small mittens." Yeah. Well, he still he still went first pick, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Just commit. Yeah. Um, just commit. So Bryce Young, but they've also they wanted a really uh, I'm presuming this is Bryce Young's camp has come out and said, you know what? He's five foot ten and one eighth of an inch. Kyler Murray, first overall, five foot ten, one eighth of an inch, and only three pounds more. Uh Baker Mayfield, first overall, just six foot and five eighths of an inch. So he's only, you know, two inches taller. Russell Wilson, who went seventy fifth overall, but he's had uh well, he's won a Super Bowl, made a couple Arguably a Hall of Fame career already, five foot eleven, so it what, wasn't seven eighths, seven eighths of an inch bigger. Wasn't Drew Brees one of the shorter quarterbacks too? He Definitely, was... he's the next on the list. He went thirty two overall, and he was six foot flat apparently. There you go. And he had he's currently second for most passing yards and most passing touchdowns. Of yeah, all so like obviously there's the prototype: big hands, tall, strong, can run, mm. all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't mean that smaller guys. Maybe smaller hands, they can't make it in the NFL. It's but it's maybe just potentially more of a risk or, you know, that sort of thing, like designing an offense to suit a smaller quarterback. But it doesn't mean yeah, yeah they can't be an absolute star still. So No, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of moves happen. Um, whether someone does jump up to to either take a CJ Stroud, which I think he's well, depending what the Bears do, they have the number one pick. They don't they're leaning Towards keeping Fields and and not moving on. From I think him. Fields so, their man. So yeah. So to be oh, whether they, I think they've entertained the shopping out the number one pick. So yeah, def- definitely have. Which is that's got to you got to feel good being Fields. Yeah. Saying, sure. You know what? They are backing me. Yeah. I'm here for the long haul. So yeah, I I wouldn't blame them if they did uh, ship it out, get another couple first rounders or, or another one next year or something like that. So yeah, that we'll, we'll be doing our, our mock drafts and seeing who we think they trade with, or, you know, maybe an indie or someone like that who can jump up, uh, even though it's from four to one, if you can really secure and make sure that your man is, is the one you come home with, that's a lot of teams will do it. That's all that matters sometimes. Yeah. And it's a real KB, uh, QB, like, oh, I don't know, thirsty draft, like, a lot of teams are out there and looking for QBs. A lot of teams still need them. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get snapped up at some point. It's just, yeah, it, like you said, if you want your man, you got to make some moves to make sure you get your man. 
Yeah, especially if it's a ten to fifteen year art, like yeah, that's right. You don't want to, you don't want to lose him because you, did, you didn't want to give up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So the 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 interesting point I wanted to bring up this year that that has kind of made a comeback is QB is actually throwing at the combine. Yeah. Uh, in the past, Trevor Lawrence didn't, Joey B didn't. Um, you know these guys that are, I think, well they it was all about risk versus reward. You know, don't go there and hurt yourself. Um, over the fact that, uh, yeah, giving me a little chuckle, uh, that you're gonna, yeah, you might hurt yourself going forward. But this year, an unprecedented amount of guys that are going early are actually throwing. Well, three of the top four, like the QBs that are expected to go, were all throwing, weren't they? Yeah, the or, only or, one was, I think Bryce five. Young's I think the Bryce only was one. the only one that wasn't throwing, but so um, it's not throwing. Mm. I mean, realistically, what are you gonna do to hurt your chances by throwing? Well, I think it's all about... You're not going to get injured. Like, you're not going to... No. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Well, you're throwing probably every day leading up to these you, points. You should be. Yeah. And you're exactly. going to be for the rest of your career. Like, so that's not an issue. No. Is it... Do you think it's a, a look bad? Like, because you, you're throwing to guys that you've never thrown to or played with. Um, <laughs> if you miss them by a huge margin, does that look really bad on you? I think that the... Obviously, the good coaches know... Like they know that they don't have any connection with these these um, receivers at the combine. Um, they're probably more looking at the ball release and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And yeah, sure, if it if it gets a good connection and then they hit the pass, then fine, that's great. But I think it's more about focusing on the QB, watching his release, all that sort of stuff. I don't think you can hurt your chances too much. No, and I, if you get shit, you know, if you overthrow someone, they're going, oh, look at that cannon. Unless, well, that's it. Like, unless you absolutely shit the bed and like you throw it to the wrong side of the field somehow, but which, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not going to happen. Like, you're going to be within the vicinity of these dudes that you've got no connection with, know nothing about. Mm. I don't. Think it's good to see. I think it's good to see that these guys are actually coming back to throw. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I'm getting at. Like, mm. I don't see the reason why you wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to go and have a throw. Nah, and realistically, if it if you do shit the bed. You get a pro day that you can, you know. Exactly. You are throwing the guys that you, you've, to, yeah. yeah, within an inch of his life, and make sure you put your best foot forward. Then, but mate, go to the combine, have a bit of fun, go yeah. actually head to head with these guys, which that's not the case on the pro days. Yeah, and that's it. Like maybe you, know, maybe, so you, you maybe and me, frog someone. Who knows? Yeah, hundred percent. CJ Stroud might be going. You know what, Bryce? You've missed out on your chance. I'm going number one. Or number two. Well, and just like a lot of the talk from Anderson from all his interviews and everything, like he's been crushing it. So, you know, he goes out and throws the light and shoots the lights out, throwing it around. Like, what's to say he doesn't climb up? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's other, just one little piece of news that I kind of just want to touch on from you. We, we're probably going over time already, but that's all right. There's been some oh, early wow. franchise tags uh, yeah, that have been thrown out there. I've seen so that. I'll just list them off and just get you your. Uh, your ideas or your thoughts. So I do have money on some of them too. So not money, I'll, I'll explain. So Evan Ingram down at the Jags, uh, he's set to make $11.4 million on this franchise tag. Tight end? Your man, what was that? Is Ingram tight end? Ingram, yep, sorry, yep. The, the big big dog. So he went there last year, set all his you know career PBs down there. So yep. um, that that's a good get for them. Yep. Well, a, a good retain for them. Uh, Tony Pollard, I don't know how, how much he's set to make as a running back, uh, but out of the Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Darren Payne, he has been already. Uh, 18.9 million. He's a defensive tackle out of the Commanders. He was the first one to be tagged. And the biggest one that I probably want to get your, your most comment on is your boy Josh Jacobs. He's set to get just over 10 million. Actually, that makes sense. Tony Pollard would make 10 million too because they make the same. They would make the same. So just over 10 million. Um, being tagged at your Raiders. Yes, I did hear that sort of earlier this morning that uh, oh, I, whenever the news came out, I, I heard it this morning. Um, but yeah, that, have they tagged him yet or looking at Not him? as of yet, but that's the, the early news is that that's going to happen. Looking at tagging him, yeah. So mm. I, I had the question of does every team have to use a franchise tag or not necessarily? No. Yeah. No, no. It's, okay. it's basically for players that they can't reach an agreement to. Yeah. So I'm or I'm not sure they want to. I'm one, well, I'm wondering if off the back of the year that he's had, Jacobs, he had a pretty dominant year. Yeah. Uh, if, they, if they're just not able to 
meet at the negotiation table at the moment. And obviously, they don't want to lose him. So yeah. simplest thing, just let's franchise tag him if he has another another year out of the box. Like because obviously they're paying Devonte. Depending what they do, quarterback, they might have to pay someone yeah. there or they, or they draft. So probably just yeah, playing that balancing act. Um, and if he has if he has another great year this year, then yeah, fine, you work things out and you pay him next year. But probably the easiest thing, just tag him while they, maybe while they're working out what they do at the, at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just yeah. tag him. Maybe the easiest thing and keep him around because we don't want to lose him. Nah. But they've also, beast. like, so they've paid Devontae. They paid Max Crosby as well. He was a big $100 million contract. So I don't, they're not, I don't think they're light on. I don't know how much. They saved a bit, what, 20-odd million by cutting Carr. But like you said, you're going to have to work out the QB position first. But it yeah. definitely gives them 12 more months to go, let's work our shit out and go from there. Yeah, exactly. But huge, huge rise from him where he was playing. Remember, he played in the uh, played Hall in the, of Fame game, which no one plays in. No one does. Yeah, that's right. Remember, we're, we're ta- I didn't quite understand that at the start of the year when you were saying Jacobs is actually playing. And then I've sort of come to realize, yeah, no one plays in that game. And he was no actually one. getting the ball too. Like he wasn't just mm-hmm. out there on the field for you know a couple of reps. <laughs> he was out there and he was getting yeah. running the ball. So. Yeah, yeah. So we've gone from... You know, let's look what it looked like. Was let's shop him around and show it what he can do, and he might be able to ship him off to. He's our man. Like pretty it, realistically, it was him and Devontae were the two big dogs. Yeah. for you guys, especially yeah. on offense this year. That's right. So it's mm. a fight. it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. So and if he puts another year together, he's uh, he's he'll be up in that you know Derrick Henry echelon to be commanding some big cash coming next year. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to uh, it. Yeah. Uh, all right, mate, that's that's pretty much all we've got to cover at the moment. We've got, like I said, that interview with Tom Huber, which is, it's a, it's, <laughs> I really appreciated him coming on. He could, you could tell he was a little bit nervous. He's only 16. Um, so to be talking to such a big company like us, it's huge. Yeah, obviously a highlight for him so far. But no, he was great. He was, he was really, you know, head screwed onto his shoulders. like oh, he, ridiculously he, screwed on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just tell he's, he's across, you know, in his mind, like he's obviously got his long-term goals and everything, and he says he's a more short-term goal sort of person. But you know, he knows the steps that he has to take to keep progressing. And yeah, you know, he was a really impressive, impressive young dude. And so definitely hang around, have a listen if you if you are a young person coming up thinking of going down that path, or maybe you've got kids that are maybe leaning down that path. He's a really interesting, really interesting uh, interview. So yeah, definitely stick around and have a listen to that. Absolutely, and uh, we'll see you on most likely Thursday. Thursday for a little combine breakdown, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully the uh, internet issues are fixed by then. I've, yeah, fingers crossed. I've got a new mine's modem. actually the better internet for once. I've which got is a weird. new modem getting sent out, so we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, new black box. Yes. Nah, beautiful. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. All right, see you, Mac. I see you, fam. <laughs> All right, joining us now is a young Australian with a very bright future ahead of him, a QB out of the Sunshine Coast Spartans that's now plying his trade at the world-renowned IMG Academy in Florida, Florida even. Mr. Tom Huber, how are you, mate? I'm doing great. That's good, mate. How's the, how's the weather over there in Florida today? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nice, nice and sunny. Uh, it's getting pretty hot down there. They were going into summer. Yeah, yeah. We're coming out of summer, so I've got uh, a drizzly yeah. shit day up here. What about you, Cards? What's the lockdown? Uh, same. Oh, actually, it's not too bad. It's a bit sunny, but it's been overcast and a bit rainy this morning too. But do you, do you guys copper like a wet season down in Florida? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of comes around in a couple months, but uh, it'll just storm sort of every afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Similar to like NT and stuff up down here. Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Is that so? Straight into the, the, the questions, the hard-hitting ones. Is that kind of when you're, you're playing? Is it tropical when you're playing? Yeah, yeah. So um, it gets it gets very humid and tropical when we play. And uh, typically if we have uh, like late-night games, uh, it'll get it'll get quite wet as well with the rain. Yeah. How do you find – do you have big hands? How do you find holding the ball? Um, yeah, I have, I have quite big hands. So holding the ball for me is not, not much of a struggle. Yeah, good, good. That's a, They seem to talk about that coming into the draft time. The, the eight or nine-inch yeah. hands are the ones that struggle. So as long as you've got big hands like that, you'll be cherry ripe, mate. Yeah. All right, so we'd like just to start off with a little bit of an icebreaker, get you relaxed and get you into it. So 
uh, just off the top of your head, and and uh, it can be dead or alive. I just, we just wanted to find out three people that you would invite to dinner and why. All right, um, I think I'm gonna have to go with my hero, Tom Brady. I have to, I have to invite him to dinner, um, yeah. and uh, I'll probably uh, invite my dad with him because I feel like he would probably want to meet him as well. I like that. And, uh, <laughs> And the uh, the third person I would invite, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan as well. Oh yes, you've won me over already, mate. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand you inviting your old man, but I reckon there'd be uh, a few hundred thousand other people that would also like to come and meet those two boys. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's also I love I love that you involve the old man because yeah, most people just go, oh, I want to meet this 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 person, but you bring the old boy along, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I had one uh, yesterday or the day before I was interviewing. He invited his mum because he wanted uh, the homemade cooking. Oh, genius! That's <laughs> smart. Right, so I didn't I didn't like yeah, so I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll get straight into it, mate. I've read a few articles uh, about the state that you you've always loved this sport from a young age, right? So how, how did you get into like the NFL and, and enjoying the NFL living over here? Yeah. So um, my, my dad played uh, American football and is American. Um, yep. So he grew up in America, born and raised. Uh, and he, he played uh, all the way through college um, at CU. Uh, and then, and then had a, a sort of brief, uh, NFL career as a running back. Um, and then sort of since a young age, he's introduced me to the game and sort of brought me up through the game. Uh, and really since a young age, I just, I just took a love to the game and, uh, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, and, and yeah, it kind of always just stuck with me. You know, I was, I was introduced to AFL and rugby cricket, uh, those sort of Australian sports, but I, uh, American football just really stuck with me. It was, it was what I wanted to do. So when did you, were you born over there or were you born over here in the Sunshine Coast? No, I, I was born in Australia, uh, born and raised. I was born in Sydney, uh, but uh, uh, all, all of my American football playing has been in the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it about the QB position that really, especially if your dad was a, a running back, what, what yeah. you know, enticed you to the QB spot? Yeah, so I think um, uh, just sort of it, it's it's a, it's such a challenging position, and uh, it's it's really there's there's so much sort of hidden knowledge behind the game that you can really only discover uh, in parts playing quarterback. Um, and I just love I love learning the sort of mechanisms behind the game and really really getting down to just the extent of. Uh, of the complexity of the game and I also just I also just love throwing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you did your dad have a team that he followed that it sort of you you ended up following on or did you choose your own NFL team uh, to follow along with? Yeah, so my dad loves the Saints. Um so I ha- I have a slight I have a slight spot for the Saints. Um but but since since as young as I can remember, I've always been a Patriots fan. Yeah. And is that like favorite player? Probably, obviously, Tom Brady. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I reckon that's that would be true for a lot of kids too. We've talked about this before in interviews that such an explosion of the growth of the game in Australia was through that period where the Patriots were just absolutely dominating. So a lot of Australians are so exposed yeah. to the Patriots and Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that was the same for you, obviously. I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely saw that, uh, especially in school environments as well. Um, there, was, there was just a lot more knowledge of the game when a team is just so dominant in such a high profession. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Who did you, your old man, play for? Um, so he played for the Saints. Uh, oh, how and is that? Growing up, liking the Saints and gets to play for him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so he had a he had a, a little bit with the Saints, uh, and. Uh, and he was on uh, some practice squads uh, for the Cowboys and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, grass, grass. Uh, do you, so 
a bit of a curveball here. If you had the opportunity, so we'll say, you know, five, ten years down the track, you get drafted. And the Saints and the Patriots uh, are both interested. Who would you rather go to? Um, I, I think I'm probably the Patriots. <laughs> it may upset Dad, but I have to go to the Patriots. I have a feeling you'd still be pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. probably. No, so you said you, you grew up in Sydney. When did you move up to the Sunshine Coast? Oh, uh, so I was just born in Sydney. Um, right. I actually grew up down in uh, Victoria. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, so just sort of uh, outside of Melbourne. Uh, and then I moved up to the Sunshine Coast uh, when I was about 10, 10, 11. Uh, and then uh, that's really, that's really, uh, the Sunshine Coast was where the first uh, team uh, American football that I could actually play for. There, there wasn't that in uh sort of the rural area that I lived in before. So that was really where it just went from sort of throwing with my dad every day to actually being able to be in a team and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where where do you when you say rural, we're both from Melbourne. Whereabouts whereabouts is rural Melbourne? Uh it, Mansfield. Yeah. I don't know oh, if okay. you know that, but yeah, 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 not much, it, not much NFL actually. Yeah, when like Victoria is obviously for anyone that doesn't know, it's very <laughs> AFL centric down here. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously yeah. you you've had the exposure through your dad, but yeah, until until you got up to Queensland, is that where you noticed the real difference in uh, just the popularity of the yeah, game? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. So you grew up, like we said, uh, following the NFL, but you, you started out as a water boy for the Spartans before actually being able to take the field. What what age were you able to take the field? I, I think it was, I, I want to say 13, I think. I think that's when I could officially take the field. But yes, it is true. I was a, I was a water boy. I did everything I possibly could to, uh, to get involved as much as I can before I was allowed. Yeah, <laughs> you got to cut your teeth somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and was it straight onto the field, straight as a QB, or did you try any other positions? Um, it, it, was, it was straight to quarterback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nowhere else uh, excites you, nothing else. It's QB all the way? Yeah, quarterback all the way. <laughs> nah, fair enough. And did you enjoy your time at the Spartans? Or um, Yeah, no, I loved it. Uh, it was, I think it was really good for me. Um, it it developed me as as a player, as a as a teammate, and as an individual. I think um, it, it it was really quite amazing, uh, sort of being involved in the club as a water boy, sort of knowing knowing all of these people, um, but but not playing with them, uh, and then really getting to the point where I could come out and uh, and play. It was it was really fun. How does how does the club work? Do they have a juniors and a senior program, or is it all sort of in one? Yes. Yeah, so the uh, the first program that I played with was the uh, youth program, uh, which is uh, uh, fourteen and under. Uh, and then once I aged out of that, I played in the juniors uh, for one season. Uh, and then that was the uh, that's fourteen to seventeen, yeah, fourteen to seventeen, I think. Uh, and then seniors is uh, eight, eighteen and up. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you played just the two seasons before you've been uh, shipped off over to the RMG Academy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I played three seasons uh, in youth because. Uh, or uh, two or three seasons in youth, and then one season in uh, juniors. But the yeah, juniors yeah. was sort of where the the real action was. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then as we said, you took this huge step, uh, accepting the offer or the opportunity to go over and play over in Florida at the IMG Academy. How did how did that actually come about? Yeah, so I was originally going over to IMG uh, for one of their. Uh, uh, like specialized summer training camps um, and sort of in the process of applying for that uh, they asked to uh, get uh, all of my training film and all of my game film um, highlights and sort of upon sending that uh, they they further reached out to me 
uh, sort of asking if I wanted to come uh, and be a part of the team there. Awesome. So for, for anyone that doesn't know that's listening, can you just sort of briefly explain the IMG Academy and how it works? Yeah, so uh, IMG Academy is a uh, uh, basically a sports high school in America. So it, it deals with uh, multiple sports, uh, but it, it's pretty world-renowned, uh, the facilities and sort of teams and players that they develop there. Uh, and then uh, more on the football side of it, uh, there is a, there's a varsity team uh, and a, a national team. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's a, uh, so we, we have, uh, practices in the mornings and all of our football, uh, stuff in the morning and then classes in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's still orientated around school. So you're still like, it's like you're still technically in high school, but it's a, yeah, it's like an elite sports sort of focused program. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it, it kind of follows a college sort of, uh, ways a lot as well. okay yeah so it's like exposing you at a younger age getting you almost used yeah, to probably definitely. what you're going to expect to see in college yeah, yeah yeah that's brilliant we're actually seeing that pop up a little bit more here in australia definitely down near where we are in geelong there's like a, a um it's a football academy at one of the high schools down here that they're sort of similar thing exposing oh, yeah. guys to sort of elite level training mm-hmm. at, a, at a younger age um, while still incorporating school yeah. so i reckon it's a great opportunity for young guys like yourself yeah. Yeah, to get exposed to that system mm-hmm. a lot earlier. Mm, 100%. So does this only run as a, you know, technical high school? So once you graduate from this, are you going to, to a different college? Is that how it works? Yes. So uh, ING is just strictly uh, a high school. It's uh, it's still classed as a, a regular high school where all, where all high school students. Um, so after graduating, uh IMG, uh, you just go to uh, sort of whatever college uh, or sort of uh, post-graduation place that you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, it might be a little bit early, but that's, I just kind of want to get an idea of how, how early the ball starts rolling. You've played one season there already. Is that right? Um, Yeah. Well, I haven't, uh, I've been here for one season but the season that I'll be playing hasn't started yet. That that starts in uh, about about four months. We'll be yep. in the first yeah, so we're, we're in the off-season, I guess. But have yeah. you already started looking towards college? Is there, you know, are, are you starting to work out what kind of places you want to look at going? Yeah, definitely. Um, sort of as soon as you get to IMG, uh, it, there's a heavy focus on, on college recruiting uh, uh, as soon as we get here. Um, and, uh, really their motto is that you're never too young <laughs> to, uh, to start looking at colleges and getting your name out there. Uh, uh, so yeah, it, it does start very early, especially over here. Yeah. Beautiful. So you, you kind of gave us a bit of an idea before, but what does a normal day for you look like? Are you up early? Um, <laughs> everyone we've spoken to from the college system, you know, it's a five thirty wake up six o'clock in the gym, but is that, is that what it's kind of like for yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, we're we're in the off season right now, but our schedules uh, sort of change uh, depending on what sort of phase of the year we're in. But uh, probably our strictest schedule uh, is just uh, in the lead up to to the season, which we're probably about to come right into, which is uh, spring football. Uh, so there, uh, in our mornings. Uh, we're looking at about sort of a, a six o'clock wake up, uh, sort of six thirty uh, team meetings. That'll go for about uh, sort of thirty minutes, and then we'll either break into sort of offensive meetings, such defensive meetings. Uh, it'll go for another thirty minutes. Uh, we'll have we'll get out. We'll uh, practice for probably two or so hours, um, and then. Uh, we, uh, we get back from practice. We have, uh, an hour of lift, uh, that's up to our strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, and then after that we'll have, uh, generally like a 45 minute, uh, position meeting. So a quarterback meeting, 
um, after that, yeah. And then, oh, and then after that, uh, uh, we'll have lunch and then school starts at, uh, one forty in the afternoon and goes until five twenty PM. Damn. So it's a, it's a pretty full on day. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's a jam packed yeah. day. And is there quite, is there a bit of pressure to maintain your academics as well? Like you can't just sort of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, academics is a, a top priority. Uh, so, uh, you you don't get much, uh, spare time yeah. to, to, uh, mess around. So, uh, you definitely got to keep on top of your schoolwork. Yeah, for sure. Do you get much, you said there's not much spare time, but especially in the off season, do you get the weekends off just to kind of, to have yeah, a bit of yeah, time, time the, or? <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, in the off season, we do get our weekends off, uh, take some time to relax uh, but in season, we uh, we just get Sundays off. Yeah, and and what are you what are you doing to get away from football? What's what's you know? Are you, are you a gamer? Are you a you know get out just go for a run kind of guy? Or how do you get get yourself away? Yeah, so I think I uh, I think I really get away from football uh, was kind of just hanging out with friends because I think when I'm hanging out with friends, you know, football is not really on my mind, and football is a major part of my life. Uh, but it's really important to not always be focusing on it. Uh, I also, I also enjoy chess. Uh, I, I love, I love playing chess, uh, and the, uh, the occasional video games. Yeah. Nice. I remember, I reckon I was about 16 and I enjoyed playing chess as well. So yeah. I wish that I had as big a brain as what it sounds like you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when does the, you, you said about four, four months before the actual season starts, but uh, is there preseason camps and things like that beforehand? Yes. Yeah, so uh, in our, in our summer break, uh, that break is the break right before our season starts. Uh, we have our positional uh, coaches and coordinators. Uh, they'll personally uh, reach out to uh, camps and, and coaches on um like my own behalf and um, other players uh, sort of getting, uh, getting them into camps uh, and, and sort of meeting with coaches. So we'll get, uh, we'll get some camps to do over the summer. And then uh, once those are kind of, kind of wrapped up, we'll, we'll go straight into uh, uh, preseason and season. Yeah. Nice. Uh so some people that I've spoken to just want to get a, an idea of your the, the mental side of the game and, and how it sits with you. That uh, They say that you're one of Australia's top prospects of actually making it as a QB in college and beyond. How does that kind of – like that's a lot of pressure for someone who's only you know, 16, 17 years old. How does that kind of sit with you? Um, I think it's, it's, it's really great to hear. Um, obviously, uh, there's some pressure behind it, but – I, I really love to hear stuff like that because me personally, uh, yeah, I've sort of undertaken it as a really big goal of mine to um, to sort of change the idea of what Australian quarterbacks can do. You know, um, mostly over in America, so much of the talk is about, uh, you know, all of the amazing uh, Australian kickers that are coming out mm. of Australia. Um and now coming into the NFL and stuff and the amazing things that they're doing. But uh, there's never, there's never really been uh, sort of Australian quarterbacks uh, over in America and, uh, and, and even international quarterbacks uh, at that point. So, so I, I like, I like taking on a, a challenge. So uh, it, it's good to hear. Yeah. Well, in yeah, a lot of respects too, you yeah you're a bit of a trailblazer and probably maybe even an inspiration for a lot of <clears throat> younger guys coming up. What sort of message might you have to them of younger guys around that ten to thirteen age might be <coughs> thinking about going down this path? Like, what sort of message might you have to have to them? Yeah, um, hundred percent. Just I think really just never give up and and really don't listen to the sort of preconceived ideas of of what us Australians can do at the quarterback 
uh, position. I think I think don't listen to that. Um, blaze your path and and really just really just go for it and don't look back. Awesome, mate. That's wow. awesome. I was not I was not saying things like blaze your path when I was sixteen. <laughs> so I, I I really love where where you're going with it. But how does the family uh, like? Um, are they back in Australia still, or, or have they gone and travelled uh, with you? So, so my mum is over here right now, um, kind of just getting me situated in the uh, the the sort of starting time over here, and then uh, it's a boarding school. So, uh, I'll be going back into boarding uh, after my summer break, uh, and uh, yeah. But that are they all right with? You know, Florida's a long way away from uh, the Sunshine Coast or down in Melbourne. Yeah. So are they all right with, you know, letting their 16-year-old go and, and try to make it well, blaze his own path, as you said? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think they just, uh, they support me a lot and uh, I think I think they're good with it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Well, if, if they don't, shout out to mum. But uh, if she has a problem with it, she's probably going to have to put up with it for a few more years because I think you're going a, a long way by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, you said Tom Brady is your idol and uh, probably should be Aaron Rodgers, but that's all right. <laughs> but if you were to compare yourself to a QB, like it style-wise, or, or what kind of QB? Are you a pocket passer? Can you get around on your legs? What kind of QB are you? Um, I think I think developing, I was, I was very much of a, a pocket passer. Uh, I think now I'm, I'm getting into... Uh, more more of a run threat quarterback and a dual threat quarterback but i say if i had to i don't know if there's really a a person that i'd compare myself to because i think that sort of uh i'm myself uh and uh i don't i can't really i don't know who i would compare myself to uh at the nfl level um but yeah i think i think i'm definitely Definitely keen on being a pocket passer, but but also happy to be a dual threat once I get the speed up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't. If I was a QB, I'd love the idea of just throwing three hundred yards every game. I reckon that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That was just that'd be just me. But are you? <laughs> uh, so the season you said starts in about four months. So so I'm presuming about what June, July. Is that right? Um. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Uh, yeah. So what kind of goals do you have from now leading up to the season? Yeah, definitely. So uh, my biggest goals is probably just getting uh, mentally ready for the season, um, uh, getting getting my knowledge in check, uh, uh, sort of getting everything I need to know uh, down. Uh, and then physically... Uh, uh, just getting getting stronger, uh, uh, getting bigger, getting faster, uh, and uh, improving my mechanics. Yeah. How do you, how do you find the workload of a of a QB? Is there a lot of extra film analysis and study, and you know, learning plays and things like that? Is it is it quite a big workload for you, along with your school and academics? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a mighty workload. Um, uh, I think. Uh, at quarterback, there's there's a lot to learn, and it, you have to be uh, a a great player, but also a great leader. Uh, and I think being able to lead sort of requires that everyone trusts that you you know what you're doing, uh, yeah. and that you you have the knowledge, and that you have what every person needs to be needs to be doing. Uh, so I think I think there's a there's a lot lot to know um and coupled with school it, it's a big work yeah. <laughs> yeah but it sounds like you're aware of it and you're up for the challenge so that's that's awesome mate yeah definitely so i always i've mentioned it now i reckon at least twice <laughs> but i'm a huge aaron Rodgers and green bay fan but it is it is relevant because being <clears throat> such a, an elite quarterback and i imagine tom brady is the same but i haven't heard as much from him but aaron Rodgers seems to have almost like a photogenic memory. Like he can go back 10, 12 years to a play and he can record it and tell you exactly what's happened. Is that the kind of big brain that you're rocking? Yeah. I, uh, I hope that my brain can uh, be compared to Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
I don't know if I can go back to every play, but uh, <laughs> maybe one day, hopefully. If you keep watching the film, I reckon you'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. So what is the, the next – so we've gone uh, – oh, I want to ask, actually, are you a goal-orientated kind of person? Do you do you set goals for the season and then the two or three years afterwards, or are you, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time? Um, I think uh, I'm like a, a short-term goal person that yep. those sort of goals like go to bigger goals um, and sort of achieving each little goal is just a step to uh, one big goal. Uh, so I, I think I'm definitely a goal setter and uh, I, I like to set goals and I think that it, it, it keeps me on track of uh, what I want to accomplish and everything. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think goals are good for me. Yeah, nice. I, <laughs> I know you, you just said that you're a short-term goal, but I'm going to go long-term. <laughs> what does the next few years look like? It's complete opposite of what you just said, but what does the next few years look like? I read, was it 2025 you'll be a freshman? Is that right? Um, 2025, I'll be graduating. Yeah. Okay. So 2026 freshman. So we're still a few years away, but I'm presuming that you've already kind of got, you know, bricks in place as to how you want it to get to that point. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, uh, definitely getting to the next level, uh, it, it is my biggest goal. Um, and then wherever that is, uh, just making the, the best opportunity I can with it and, uh, and kind of taking it, taking it, uh, each day at a time once I get there. Yeah. Bring it back to the short term. Smart. Well done. (laughs) We've got, we've got another, a question each just to finish off, mate, but I just want to thank you for your time. You've, uh, we've already smashed out over half an hour, which is, which is incredible. I, I appreciate you, you coming on and, uh, spreading the the name and, and just getting your story out there of how pretty much that Australians can do more than what, you know, the, the US and the rest of the world think, which is, which is incredible. And, uh, getting used to these kind of media things because I reckon you'll have a few more of them in the future. Uh, one last question for uh, from me before Cardi can can finish off with his one. Uh, UC, you said your old man went to, is that right? Uh, yeah, uh, University of Colorado. Is that where you want to go to now? Because uh, Coach Prime is is pretty uh, incredible coach. I'd love to be under him. I reckon. Yeah. Um... I think I think it could definitely be on the radar. Love that, love that. Cass, you have something to finish off? <laughs> you, you've stolen my question. I was going to say you don't have to tell us, but have you got a list of colleges that you ideally you want to try and head to, or you know, get offers from? <laughs> but <laughs> you just stole the rugby yeah, one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's definitely a uh, a list of uh, of colleges that uh, I'm. Uh, I'm talking to and that I'd like to go to um and uh and yeah I just want to keep the list as long as it possibly can yeah, be yeah that's great I will <laughs> keep my options open. I will pivot a little bit and I'll, I'll ask you another question because Macca Macca stole that but how are you finding I'm I'm assume are you the only Aussie at IMG and how are you finding that are they pretty welcoming of, a, of an Australian yeah yeah so every everyone's been uh very uh very welcoming there's uh, not many Australians uh, at IMG. I think I think there's uh, maybe one Australian basketball player that plays here, uh, but uh, there's uh, there's not many. And there there is actually quite a lot of international people that come here mm-hmm. um, for sports like like tennis and golf, uh, but but not many Australians to uh, <laughs> to connect with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. You'd be the odd one out, which is all right in in some cases. Yeah. I did um, for anyone who who has a child that they think you know might be going places such as yourself, Tom. I've seen the facilities that are at IMG, and they look absolutely incredible. How how is it playing on fields like that, and even like the basketball courts like that every day? It looks incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite surreal. Um, the the facilities are, are top notch here. Uh, just every every facility that you can imagine that that needs to develop a player, uh, is, is just truly amazing. The the gyms, the 
the treatment facilities, uh, the the game fields, practice fields, uh, they're constantly being uh, upgraded and uh, looked after by like amazing grounds teams uh, uh, and everything. So it's uh it's it's amazing playing on these fields. Yeah, beautiful. Well, shout out to the grounds teams and the, and shout out to you, mate. We really do appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll be so June, July. We'll, we'll make sure we we'll keep an eye out on uh, how you go and 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 tracking throughout this season. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Cheers, mate. All, All the best for this mate, year. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, mate. No worries, mate. Awesome. Yeah, it's- Oh, hey.